This is Gensoki Radio Live number 77. We'll be covering the best songs of 2018 as rated by our listeners and playing some of the newest music to hit the studio, like what you're listening to right now. This is Salvage Dance Hall, followed by Icebreak, both from Alstermaria Records.
Gun Soki Radio Live number 77 tonight. Hello everyone! <laughs> Welcome to the episode where DMJ rejoined us as a co-host on this program. Yes! I'm like a traveling salesman, only I'm not sick this time, I don't have Wi-Fi issues, and I don't have holidays to deal with. I feel awesome! Very good. Nana's also here with us too. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Sometimes. Nano, you probably join us the most consistently of anyone, but you tend to not to speak all that much. But you're here. You're, you're, I, think, I exist. Yes. Think of him like an audio engineer, only he doesn't do anything. He I'm just the audio sits there engineer, in the background. Doing all the things. If I were an octopus, I would be maybe twice as comp. I, I don't know. I want I want to see like what your business card would be. Would you be like Lunar Spotlight, audio engineer, producer, that's, director? That's a legitimate problem. Like when I try when I try to describe to people what it is that I do on GR, like station manager is like the title I kind of gave myself, but it's not really sufficient for explaining all the different hats that I wear running this thing. Cause so like so like what you need to just put on the card is. <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. Also, I own many hats. <laughs> uh, well, may maybe not the hat part, but I certainly, I kind of agree with you on on the on that sentiment there. You know, uh, station manager. What the heck does that even mean? I mean, manages the station, sure, but to what capacity? I mean, I run the technical. You should stuff. just say. I'm a sysadmin. I'm an audio engineer. I'm a program director. Uh, so. Partially the so, library manager, even though Zara technically has that title of all of us. Let me let me put it to you this way. All you have to do is anybody asks, he's like, what do you do? I'm the station manager. Oh, what do you manage? Yes. The, yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it was, it's going to go one of two ways. I'm the station manager. What do you manage? The, the station. Or mm. yes. I run everything. So, welcome to Gensoki Radio Live number 77. Uh, if you're not already in our partner Discord chat, you can join us by going to discord.gg gr. And there's a bunch of people over there that are listening and uh, just kind of hanging out and talking about things as we go along here. And everyone's saying hi to DMJ because it has been a while since he's been here. We'll talk to him oh more about gosh. why it's been a while uh, in you know later on here. Yeah, because like it has been a journey. It's always a journey. I it always is. There's always something wrong. And it feels like... And it's actually culminated into the event where I think moving out is the best option at this point. So... You know, DMJ, instead of calling them things that are wrong or problems, I like to call them challenges because... If, roadblocks. If you... Yeah. Well, I mean, a roadblock is, is like a different thing, kind of. But a challenge is something that you work through to overcome. And if you really want to get to the goal on the other side of that challenge, you work through it however you can. And in your case, yep. I guess that involves moving out. What's that about? Okay. So, essentially, besides being deathly sick every time a show comes up, because I'm like, I was like, the past two months, it was like either I had the flu or a terrible sinus infection. The other thing that happened was over, like, like right at Christmas when everybody was at the house, my dad's just like, you know what? We're cutting cable. And just switched everybody to Amazon Fire TVs. And then I had to teach them how to use Hulu Live. Well, Hulu Live uses a 
ton of bandwidth. And on top of that, now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight devices running at the house at all times. And yeah, and my poor router from 2015 just just said no. (laughs) And just like anytime a new connection came on, it cut another connection. And the problem was a lot of the connections at times were my connections. And I was, and on top of that, like we already have spotty internet. And then on top of that, when they, my dad was just like, oh, well then I'll just go raise the, uh, the, the bandwidth or the uploads and download speeds. They capped him at a thousand gigabytes, which we hit like within the first month or like within the first three weeks. You know, so I mean, I, I just want to mention when I remember when we started this station, and having no significant infrastructure to run this stuff on, I just ran it from a box at home. And that was on a Comcast connection at the time, which uh, unofficially had a 250 gigabyte cap. And and this was back in 2012. So, um, so like the second month that I was helping out running GR, we hit that cap and it was like, well, it, I, I don't know if any of you Remember, it might even be archived on our website in one of the news articles up there. But there's at least one of them saying, yeah, we hit our cap for the month. Uh, We won't be able to broadcast the radio station until the beginning of next month or the beginning of the next cycle or whatever. So uh, the fact that you have a terabyte to work with is kind of scary. Well, and here's the problem with a terabyte. You think it's a lot, but it's actually not when you have a 4K television. (laughs) Because it just sucks up a lot of that connection and then on top of that you know steam passively updating the switch passively updating phones passively updating it's just it 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 adds up really fast and then when you run and on top of that holidays when you have all the people in the house it gets crazy it gets really crazy really fast so once that happened um it pretty much became a battle with trying to convince my parents oh get a new router we need to get a new router oh we don't need to get a new router and at this point in time it's gotten to the point where it's pretty much been like okay so they're not going to get a new router i'm going to have constant connection issues which definitely is an issue because when i tried to play the division beta last week the connection was so bad that i actually missed out on the beta entirely Jeez, pretty much so what ended up happening is essentially sometime in the spring we are going to uh be moving out and i'm going to be getting an apartment and we're going to be moving the studio and doing all this stuff there's going to be definitely some upgrades because one of the things i'm planning on when we get into our apartment is wherever i put in this thing i'm going to put soundproof like little panels to make it just a little bit better yeah i i could stand to have a few of those around here uh, and then kind of uh, I'm also, you know, a better con- internet connection so I can get some up-down speeds. Maybe start Twitch streaming. That's something I really want to do. Play some Clone Hero on stream and then work on the uh, work on a mobile um, streaming rig. Yeah, so, so not only will it be a new start, but you'll be splitting the resources away from the rest of your family. And hopefully, I mean, you'll be more in control of how you use your bandwidth, obviously. So that will be oh, yeah. great. But that, that was pretty much like the past two months that has been my battle because each time a show came up, I was not only sick, but also battling connection issues, <laughs> which I finally have mitigated with a, I found this smart, uh, 
Wi-Fi extender, which kind of like handles just me mm-hmm. and then sends that to my router as like one connection for it to handle instead of having it to, you know, send out a uh, send out all of my devices at once. It just hands, hands my router all the devices as one pat- one thing that needs to be split. So I see. It's really neat. Neat. All right. Well, with that, I suppose we'll probably get on to a couple of songs here and then return talk about some of the things we'll actually talk about. We've got some new music on the way. we got a bunch of new music. Thank you to Zara for much of this. Uh, some stuff from Alstomeria Records, a couple of which you just heard. Uh, Zion, Buta Otome, DDBY, Felt, Tama Onsen. And then, of course, we'll talk more about and we'll listen to some of the songs from the Best of 2018 list that we compiled. That list is from or based on the listener ratings on our website at consoicradio.net so thanks to all of you out there who contributed we saw it was something like 25,000 ratings from listeners over the course of 2018 that is about two and a half times more than the previous year and it's interesting to see how even with all that there's a lot of consistencies between uh the the 2018 list versus the 2017 or the 2016 list sort of despite how many ratings we actually get so i mean obviously having more is i think better it's more representative so that's all good we'll get into some more stuff here this next song is from the album santa prisma from uh tama onsen and then after that we have something from shibion it is actually the number three song from shibion it's also the number one song in terms of music without vocals in 2018 so look forward to that this is from tama onsen here be back in just a little bit and get so Radio live number 77. <laughs>
listening to Gensoki Radio Live number 77 tonight. We're here once again with Nano and DMJ. I am Lunar. And we've got a focus tonight on the best of 2018. So DMJ, I know that yes. you haven't been around a whole lot and I haven't had the chance to ask you the question, but yep. have you looked at the list yet? I have not looked at the list. I need to look at the list. All right. I haven't got a chance. Okay. So we put together a list, obviously, that's available as a spreadsheet, but it's also available as a uh, video compilation, very similar to what we did last year. And the whole idea behind that is to be able to show people who perhaps aren't as familiar with this kind of music what this is and what people tend to think is good, at least on our radio station. So. Uh, so that's out there if you want to take a look at it. There's more information about that on the website, which now, once again, has updated articles. So go check that out. And you can... Oh, yes! Updated articles. Yeah, Beautiful. Find out more about it. I kind of w- I went back in time a little bit, grabbed some things that we've mentioned on, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and stuff, and put them there so that to, uh, even if you don't pay attention to those things at all, you can just check the website, and there's some of the main things that we've been talking about over the last uh, year or so. So, yeah, uh, go take a look at that. It's um, it's like a 25 to 30 minute video. It's a little less than that. Um, but how else are we gonna be able to show you the music? I mean, every clip ends up being like 15-ish seconds. Uh, and then we get to the stuff towards the end where I give it a little bit more time because it's the top ten or the top five or whatever. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's the thing. And obviously, we're right now I'm opening the spreadsheet, so I'm going to see this. Good. Here in a minute. And for those of you who haven't checked it out yet, we're going to be talking about the results of the spreadsheet. So if you don't want to be spoiled, go check it out yourself now, so that you aren't spoiled. And if you don't care, then I guess it's whatever. Uh, but obviously, we're playing a lot of the music from the top 100 as chosen by listeners on Gensoki Radio. And if you're not familiar with how that works, it's pretty simple. We have a player on the website. You can rate songs one to five stars. If you really don't like, if you really don't like a song, rate it one. And that actually does kind of help us figure out what people like and don't like. If something is consistently rated low, maybe it's something that got past our filter. And so we'll review that and we'll take it out if we need to. I know there's already one or two songs I got past uh, this latest filter, which oh gosh, DMJ, I haven't even talked to you about this. So like, all from November to January, uh, sort of in the background, we've been going through and we reconsolidated most of the music at this point. There's still some stuff that isn't in the consolidated library on our end. But oh, you're talking about the the project that you've been trying to take all of the different folders and put them all together. Yeah, that one. Basically, yep. uh, just because over time stuff gets fragmented, it's on different machines, different hard drives, whatever. So we're, we put it all together. It's in like a cloud server at this point, um, and it's super convenient because I, DMJ, like I think you already know this, but like it replaces the old FTP server that we used to have. Uh, yep. And Zara, I mean, that's exactly how Zara. Got I, I mean, I've Zara. used it before, so yeah. like it's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice little file server. Yeah. So that is kind of the source of truth at this point. So once we had all that stuff, I decided, you know, there's I know there's stuff in here that isn't on the station or hasn't been filtered. So we went through and filtered all of that. And I think at the end of the process, from November to January, uh, we ended up filtering. 
out like 87% of the music that we have, so only about 12.5% of it is still on the station, and that's what's playing in the regular rotation. If you're listening to the station, just it plays 24-7, and that's what's out there, is uh, stuff that's gotten through the filter. Now, I've had a few people ask me, what is the filter? What is the filtering process? Uh, and it's, I mean, on, uh, there are two reasons, or two big reasons for this. One is the space on the server is not infinite. We have to pick and choose to some degree uh, music that ends up on the station because we can't just throw all of it on there. We literally don't have the space for it. Um, and the other one is that not all the music that we have or that we own ha is is really stuff that we would want to play on the station. Um, like if, intro tracks and stuff yeah, like that. In intro tracks, like any tracks that are like less than a minute, it's kind of like, meh. Um, there are some albums that put out some crossfade tracks. There are um, some um, circles that are particularly uh, responsible for creating things like talking tracks or um, yeah, stuff like one, that. One, one thing that pops into my mind, Orange Jam uh, does like one half of the album vocal and then the other half instrumentals of the vocal. Yes, and that's another thing actually. I haven't, I guess I haven't mentioned that yet, but there's a lot of songs that do have a vocal version and an instrumental version, and there was at least one person, I think, on Discord I was talking to about this, where it doesn't make sense to have both, necessarily, because it's like, it's like, the, or, the bass song is the same, but I think the vocal version is usually the more interesting one, and usually the one that we pick to go on the station. Yeah, it's, um, uh, another one that does it, uh, East New Sound, but they do two albums. They always do like an, uh, a, a new album with vocals, and then they release the same year a instrumental of the previous album. Yep, they usually do. Uh, so, I mean, those are those are nice, and we do play some instrumental versions of songs that we don't have the vocal version of. So, in, in that case, it's just it is what it is. If we find the if we find the vocal version, or if we end up acquiring the album for it, then we might swap it out. But for now, it kind of is what it is. I know that's true of. There is a Tama Onsen album that is an instrumental album that we do have some of the vocal song or versions of those songs for, and we play those, but there's quite a few that we don't, so we just play the instrumental versions, which are still good, in our opinion, still catchy, um, station-worthy is kind of how we describe those, so. And if you were to, if you were to filter the the library DMJ would be a lot different than how I would filter it and a lot different oh, than yeah. how Zara would filter it. Although I guess- Yeah, we all have, I think it's like, it's all based on personal tastes at some point. And I, it, is, it is and it isn't, but at the same time, like your personal tastes do like kind of fall in. Yeah, except for when it comes to, th there are like three core rules and, and these come from like, uh, back in ye old days when Ara Tribe and Kyosagi were the people responsible for figuring out what the library is and what ended up on the station, they had a couple of rules uh, that we ended up following. I can't remember... I only remember one of them for between the two of them. Maybe it was just one between the two of them, I don't know. Uh, and then I had one myself. Um, so some people have asked, why don't we play more music that has... Uh, screaming vocals and that's actually one of the founders rules is that we don't usually at this point we highly discourage putting tracks of that type on the station much to dmj chagrin but that's 
them's the rules. I have been listening to <laughs> Deathcore for the past three days. You're, Deathcore. I need these vocals in my life. You're, you're, <laughs> you're kind of in it. Uh, and the other one, which we do get asked about every now and then, is why don't we play Zune originals or songs that aren't fan arranges? And that's actually the rule that I came up with back in 2012, is as an arrange radio station, I only wanted to play fan arranges, and so we don't play originals. If you want to listen to the original music, you can open up, you can crack open the game and listen to the the jukebox page, and they're all. Or just go to Google Play Music, type in Zune, and then try to find it. Oh I don't my know gosh. how you're gonna we, find it, but we, you can find it. We talked about this the other show, <laughs> and if you do this, you might be able to find it. But they're all like Romanized, all caps titles. All squ- like squished together too, so it's like all one word. Yeah, it's they're all one word, and you're going to have a, a, a bad time trying to figure out what's what, unless you're really, really good at putting those things together. The the Japanese original title and the oh the the, the amalgamation of letters <laughs> that ends up showing up on Google Play or the App Store. So yeah uh, but but they're out there so if you've ever wondered about either of those things that's kind of where that comes from Ugh. uh the the new music though mainly comes from myself uh zara who of course is our library manager dmj chips in every now and then um and you know the library managers of past so like emu rock was a huge contributor i know a lot of his stuff oh my gosh oh, like okay get this with the Putting the library, like consolidating the library that I mentioned before, some of Emurak's contributions, even though he hasn't been a, ra- a station manager or a library manager for what a couple of years at this point or something yeah, like that, a couple of years, some of his stuff has not yet been filtered and therefore has not yet been on the station. So we still have some of Emurak's original contributions that have yet to play on the radio station. I don't know if I should laugh at this or just feel really bad. <laughs> we just gotta ton of it though it's like it's a ton of music it is and what's interesting about his contributions is they are completely different than what zara contributes they're they're actually not a whole lot different than what dmj would contribute surprisingly but that's what makes it interesting you know i know the rules (laughs) i don't it's if i if i had it my way there would be a lot more agent zero on here and i know a lot of people would not like agent zero but i love them go look them up toho death like black and death metal yes mm-hmm. yeah that, that that is a that is a thing out there i remember you remember like years ago when you first joined the station uh, we kind of mentioned that hey dmj is into the metal and to rock and like people were skeptical about this people were like ah he's joking there's no way he's interested in this stuff why would he be interested in this stuff? like is that real you're, you're, you're kidding right but yeah no. like there's 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 some like it's absolutely you, like, true it's absolutely true. <laughs> I want to see more people get creative out there with it. Like, I want to see, like, yesterday I actually found, like, there are some creative people in the metal world. I want to see a lot of more Toho metal. But yesterday I did find this band called the Forrest Gump and the Mile High, and the Mile High Marathon. And what they are is, quote unquote, 
grump core. What was it? Grump core? No. De Death thrash <laughs> shrimp slam. That is their. That what? was their genre. <laughs> that is was this? their genre. Okay. Yeah. It's the band is called the Force Grump Mile High Marathon. Go look them up. Did it's some... literally and it's and it's it's music about Fork Gump. Is, is this like out of Alabama? Shrimp slam. Did that come from like some Japanese food vendor on the street? Like who makes this stuff up? I think it's I think I think it's like uh, Oakley Doakley, where it's like an entirely Ned Flanders band. <laughs> but like, do they wear like, like the vests and stuff too? Like, oh, I don't know, but I know I listened to the <laughs> intro track of the album, and it was like just like they cut a trailer of Forrest Gump as if it was like a thrasher, like a like a slasher flick. It's so weird. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, we have people in chat saying DMJ absolutely must post links and music so that they can understand the context of this. I will. I will. Oh, oh DMJ will, will share everything. Totally, All of his very strange and eclectic musical tastes. Oh yeah, I've, I've listened to a lot. A lot of, a lot of stuff. Like I find some weird, weird, weird music. And, and and here I am. So like outside the realm of Toho music, I recently discovered Snail House, which I'm sure people, some people out there know. Um, I love Snail House. <laughs> listen, listen here. Probably some of the most fun stuff you can chart on Clone Hero is actually Snail House. I, and I can see why. Like they have some really cool beats and and stuff that they do with their music. It's the best, like, just vibe music. Mm -hmm. It's like all I can describe it is like, you just put it on in the background and you just chill. Um, by the way, um, I posted it. If you guys want to want to listen to it, it's by Slam Worldwide. It's in music. Go listen to it. It's That's, beautiful. And if you're not there, it's discord.gg slash gr. Oh, speaking of music really quick. Yeah. So I had a chance to go to round one. Ooh, yes, because you have one of those now in the Louisville area. Um, Ghidorah is my jam. Oh boy. Like, I'm actually gonna try the drums though, because the guitars are just as bad as uh the ones in um on uh guitar hero machines. But what was uh what was the other one I played? I played a uh, Groove Coaster and I've played uh Crossbeat Revolution Sunrise, which is like that Osu type game, but you tap on it. Like you have the screen and you have to tap. It's so fun. But what blew my mind is I sat down in all three games, me and my girlfriend were like, "There's Toho music on." Hmm. There's Toho music on, on here, and I also want to. Whoever the Japanese inventor was to put like headphone jacks in the arcade machines, you should get the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> I think you saved people. Yeah, there. It's um, it's one of those things that people don't realize is there unless they look or unless they just know. It's, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, someone in chat is correcting me and saying it's Snail's house. Think of think of the shell of the snail or whatever. That's the anyway. That's how I remember. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, we've got a couple more songs that we'll go through here. Uh, one of these is uh, Seismix. Well, this is from Amtaras Records. Uh, Seismix was the arranger of Tear Rain. We're gonna play the extended oh. version of that. And after that is something that is brand new from Felt off the album Pure Heart. Uh, they both kind of have a similar sort of vibe. Maybe you'll know what I'm talking about when we get into this here. Uh, so let's do just that. This is Tyrene. After that is Midnight Boogie on Gensoki Radio Live number 77. 
This is Kinsoki Radio Live number 77 tonight. So we ended up on the last break here, talking a little bit about round one. Uh, DMJ... Well, I guess we were having a whole discussion about uh, things found at round one and why it's the, like, the place to be if you're into certain kinds of games. But oh, yeah. I don't have a round one around here, and the only one I've been to, actually a couple of them, um, in California as well as uh, two or three of them in Japan. But what have you to say about this uh, mystical place? Games are cheap. Booze is cheap. <laughs> Food is way overpriced. No, oh, I see. But, but it is so, so cool. So, not only do they have like Japanese imports games, and like you walk in, and they actually have signs like on games that are just like, just for in from Japan. And it's just like, and it will tell you if it's English enabled or not, or it has an English function or not. And it's like so cool. But one of the, like the coolest things they got was actually the, when you leave, like, so there's two, there's like several parts of a round one. So you have like the party area, you have an area with billiards. You have what I would call the ticket area where it's like games where all the prizes can be won. And then you have just the regular arcade where you can just go and play regular arcade games. So like they had a bunch of competitive fighters there. I can't remember all of them, but I know they had one that was like that if like had Dante from Devil May Cry in it. Um, they had um, the initial D, whatever the initial D game was. They have that. They had four of those. They had the sequel to Ghost Squad for the Wii. If anybody played that as an arcade machine, which does not was not good. Um, again, they had like a ton of rhythm games. They had like four different versions of Dance Dance Revolution. And they also had, um, they had a couple, pro they had a Project Diva game there, just in for Japan too, which was weird. Um, they, oh, but then what blew my mind was when you crossed over from that section to where the prizes can be won, they had pinball machines and they had like Connect 4 Battle Royale and they had like Ski Ball and like normal stuff that I would like see in like a Dave and Buster's or like a Chuck E. Cheese. And I was just like, oh, yeah. This is amazing. Well, my own... See, my my experiences with Round 1 are limited. Um, but apparently there's one in the Boston area, too. Is that, is that right? Yeah, there is. Because I think Zara and, tends to go there semi-often. Yeah. And they have my mind. Um, <laughs> of course they do. And um, they have a bowling alley, which... Yep. That's, that's not what... like a bowling alley to, like, scoff at. It is a full-fledged bowling alley. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, the one... it's like they are bowling alley and arcade. It's like half and half. There's a there's a place not too far away from where I live called Pins, and obviously their focus is more bowling, but they also have an arcade and a laser tag thing and stuff. Uh, round one, I feel, is way more oriented towards the arcade section, although their bowling section is, like DMJ said, nothing to scoff at. It is a, a you know full-fledged, legit bowling alley. Now, I don't know the size of most round ones. I don't know which what kind of round ones you guys have been to. But the one they built in my in my mall took over the space of a two-floor Macy's. Yeah, that that seems about accurate for what they ended up doing in California because what what that ended up being was like uh like you said your your big department store like the end of the one of the ends of the mall, so to speak. Um, yeah. on a couple of different floors, you would find a round one. And so that's that's interesting because 
in Japan, where I mean Zara and I have been to like two or three of them in Japan, um, everything is vertical in Japan, and round ones are no different. So like round ones are actually like six floor buildings, but they have a smaller footprint. Um, so those also have a bowling alley, but I think they what they ended up doing is uh, putting the bowling alley and splitting it between two floors, so that like the four other floors were just nothing but games. And if you go into sort of the bottom level, there was more of a... Um, I mean, uh, it obviously wasn't like a casino, but it was like... The round ones are also kind of interesting because I think some of them in Japan, not all of them, have like... They're generally no smoking unless you go to the smoking floor. And it, that, that whole concept is weird to me because like around where I am, we have a public smoking ban, so you can't smoke in buildings or restaurants. You have to, like, go outside. Uh, yeah, same here. Same thing so, here. So, like, that, I mean, I guess it's a bit of a tangent, but that was, that was like, a throwback to the 90s for me um, before that went oh, yeah. into effect over here. <laughs> so I remember I remember when I used to go to, used to go to, like, uh, Steak and Shake, and it was like, do you want smoking or non-smoking? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, like, the, like, the, I remember we used to go to a, a like, a breakfast-type restaurant called Perkins, um, after Perkins! Oh my gosh, you have Perkins! <laughs> we do have Perkins. Oh, Perkins. <laughs> uh, and one of the one of those that I used to go to, like after work, when I back when I used to work at the theater, um, I me and some of my coworkers would go there, and they are still segmented in like one half versus the other half. That originally was the smoking and non-smoking section. Obviously, now it's all non-smoking. But you can oh. look around and and reminisce that you know that that's still a thing um and to continue this tangent um denny's in japan denny's is also way different than denny's in america for some yeah, because they have their bright a lot of their pancakes are, are dessert yeah pancakes are desserts in japan so that's how it is uh <laughs> which is interesting but they also like will ask you at the front uh on smoking or non-smoking they still do that there and i was just like not only is there a language barrier but i have to think about what okay yeah he's just asking me this question all right got technically, it technically that question vaporwave um it's a throwback to the 90s i don't think you consider cigarette smoke vapor that's not exactly what that is uh-huh um, so, uh, speaking of games. Yes. So there are some, some new games. One of the things we like to talk about on this show, at least one of the segments, is some of the new games that are out. Um, there, there's probably more on Steam that I've been paying attention to, but one of the games that has been, has made itself available in the last week is a game called, uh, Toho Midori Shin Kairo, uh, Faith in the Goddess of Sua. You can look that up on Steam. It is, it's interesting because it's an early access game, but it's free. And when it's fully released, the developer said it will still be free. So it's a free game. You can check it out. Although I will sort of, there's the caveat. Um, somewhere in there is written the sentence may not be appropriate for all ages or viewing at work. Hopefully you're not playing Toho games at work. I'm just saying. Uh, Unless you have a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and we'll get into that in a second. But the description for this game on Steam is very, very bland. I, can't, I honestly can't tell you much about what it is without playing it myself. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet because uh, I was busy prepping the show. Uh, but the description is, this game is an RPG 
that's a role-playing game, of Toho Project Second Creation, which is usually just a fan work, which organizes a party of five people, resolves the anomalies by searching and fighting, using the mouse, the keyboard, input is necessary in some scenes. Obviously this is translated to some degree, but all I get from this is that it's an RPG, you have a party of five, and you use the keyboard and mouse to resolve the anomalies, or in more uh, familiar English, resolve the incident. So, whatever the incident is, it's not solving the mystery about a strange cup, I don't know, but something that Solve is... Solve the cup. Yeah, that... Gosh, I like making... poking fun at that one. Anyway, uh, you've got something for the Switch. You wrote this down, so uh, okay. tell us more. So, PS4 players and PC players had this game for a long time. Finally hit Switch. Finally came out on Thursday. Toho Sky Arena is now available with all the DLC for 30 bucks on Switch. Sports four players, local and online, with ranked. Requires Nintendo Online, guys. This, like, I saw this and I it was kind of like a sleeper because this whole week, if you guys, uh, and I don't know how many people kind of like uh, got in on this, but there was an NIS um, sale on Switch which I believe is going to coincide with... And I know this is going to happen, so I don't know. I, I won't have any insider knowledge, because we, even though we do have a guy on the inside, uh, maybe Persona might be on Switch. I don't know, but they, got, they were doing a big sale on Switch for like the past week. <laughs> so, so, and then like right at the end of it, Toho Sky Arena came out so you guys want to hit it up 30 bucks they got physical copies in game stops if you guys want them or you can buy it right now on the east shop for, thir for uh, 30 bucks i don't think there's going to be any dlc afterwards i think it's just literally like I th it's called it's called uh toho scannery or mixery uh climax so i think it might be everything um okay so yeah check that out neat All right, so I think it about does it for games. I, like I said, there's probably more out there on Steam that has come out since the last show or the show before that just kind of, you know, we, we pick things up here and there based on what's new on Steam, what people are talking about on Twitter, so on and so forth. Um, one thing I do want to point out about this this game on Steam, Faith in the Goddess of Sua, is unlike a lot of the Toho games that we've mentioned here on this program before, uh, this game actually has a positive rating. So, Whoa! I, I, Wait, none I of the XSEED games do? Uh, well, I mean, like, not, I mean, like, more of the fan games, oh, more okay. of, more of the, like, independent developer type stuff, uh, ah, gotcha. stuff from Xseed and whoever else probably is NIS. better, but no, NIS is, can get questionable, Kubuto. that said, we're obviously still kind of working with the smaller sample size. We only have 27 ratings for this game, but it's only five days old. So I'm, eh, it's not, that's not terrible. You know, go, go go see what it's like and leave a rating hey, so that more people know. At least it's not on the Epic Game Store. <laughs> is is it or is it not? I don't know. I can neither confirm nor deny this. <sighs> so that was that's pretty short for the games. Yeah. Like I said, not a whole lot that where I mean I've been much more focused on the music as of late, and maybe Nano has something to say about the games. No. No. Ah, okay. Well, there, there you go. go. There's the but. there's your two percent of Ooh. nano for the Oh yeah, no no, but but 
uh, the one of my favorite uh, uh, bullet hell games, um, Metro Exodus, uh, came out. So I need to see if that's any good. Oh, you mean the game that's exclusive on Nick at the Game Store? Yes. Don't worry, I also got trapped in with Division 2, so I'm kind of stuck on the, the Epic Games. Yeah, I actually don't know. Um, I, I have not paid, paid attention to any like uh, initial release reviews for it. I just know I love the uh, the Metro series. Um, but I've heard very good things. That's good. That's good. I've not really touched on it. I did touch the first few minutes, and it was a, a very spooky environment, which Metro kind of does pretty well. But uh, I make the joke because it's a bullet hell game or bullets are your currency and thus when you don't have any money you also it's like if enter the gungeon was literal oh no 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so we got station stuff don't we we do and we um, tend to talk a little, bit, a little bit more about that stuff kind of later on yeah. uh let me let me go pull up some some stuff here uh let's see let me let me stall for time yeah please so, guys, so during break, I, I was telling the guys this. How would you guys feel about a concept album about, you know, Gensokyo getting invaded by extra dimensional Gosh, beings and okay. it being a deathcore album? Of all the things you could have stalled with, this is the thing you choose? Yes, because this has been in my mind for three years. And then I finally like listening to more deathcore. I'm like, yeah, this sounds like a really cool. So idea. off the air, cool, DMJ right? says... You know, a thought hit me the other day. Uh, this is what it was about. And Nano, of course, was like, are you guys been talking? No? Okay, I'm going to go back to mute. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. how. So now we're now we're in a story, guys, where TMJ, who's here at this present moment, is being paraphrased by Lunar in the future. And I am here making squeaky voices. I'm, there. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Are we stalled enough? We are stalled <laughs> enough. Thanks for doing that. All right. Tonight like, we've got a collection of listeners from a bunch of different places. We have people from Australia, Belgium, Canada, Finland, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Peru, Russia, South Africa, Sweden, Taiwan, the UK, the US, and Vietnam. And of the people that we have listening are Lama, except that's 11, Ama, if you, uh, yeah, like Lama. And Sir, former Ronnie, Backburner 12, Gcube64, GameMedactyl, that's fun, Googie2149, I hit you all is a username. Uh, Luca, uh, <laughs> lyric, 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 Okay, Malhavik, Mister Sketchy Edgy, Nose Owner, Su Tempest, Stooge, Zas Two, Can't Find Remote, Chris One, David, with a five, Option Two Forty, Simple, Six A, Space, The Tiny Boy. <laughs> we have the Tiny Boy with us. Hey, hello. Hello, uh, the Dratini Farmer. Thanks everyone for listening and joining us for this show tonight. Uh, from all over the world, holy cow! Like it's uh, we we mention this every show, but it still kind of amazes me how many yeah. different countries we have people from. So it blows. It still gets me every time. Once you get to I hate you all's name, I always think you're just like in the middle of that saying all the names. And he's also he's also all. on Discord. So like there was that one time where he switched it to I love you all. Like, I feel like it's like a great meme where it's just like I'm seeing you read through the list and you're just reading it. And then finally, you're just like, I hate you all. <laughs> and then just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got a separate list. We've got Wanamango, uh, new supporter Hoang, 
GCube64 again, General Coolman, Nozoner, Mr. Sketchy H.U., Kagero Days, Arani, and Kisoni Kinoma. They are part of our enthusiast group over on Discord. Those people are called out, and we have like a dozen other people that aren't even on this list, but we have a bunch of people who support the people behind the station. What we do is part of Lunar Spotlight Media on Patreon. You can go over there at uh, patreon.com slash lunar spotlight media because we work on this station but we also work on a bunch of things behind the station a couple things of which we will talk about uh, a little bit later on in the show here uh, some of the things that we actually make ourselves rather than just yes. playing and spreading the word about the music that we play on this radio station and you've got something to talk about there as well uh, yes because it's not just me it's a uh, I mean, DMJ is part of it, Nano's part of it, so yeah. it's, a, it's a good deal. Um, right, so we're going to hop into a couple of additional songs here. Something from Yuhei Satellite, and after that we'll get into something, what is this, Riverside, I believe, yep. Uh, you know, I'm just, these are all top 100, or uh, both of these are all top 100 songs, uh, part of that list, and just a couple songs that I felt should be well, at least the at least the Riverside one. I feel like Riverside's underrated. Um, Yuhei Satellite yeah. is pretty up there because I don't know if you know, and I guess we'll talk more about specifically what made it into the top 100 list in the next break here. Uh, Yuhei Satellite just is has a huge representation. There's always a lot of songs from them. So, uh, so let's play one of those now. And after that, we'll be Riverside. And after that, we'll be back here on Gensoki Radio, live number 77.
Zoiki Radio Live number 77 tonight. Thanks for tuning in and listening to our program. We're going to talk about the top 100 songs of 2018, uh, as well as play them, as we've been doing for you all evening. So, DMJ, uh, I think the question was asked earlier, but you haven't been acquainted with this list until just tonight. And, and it's surprising. And it is but surprising. not really. Like, at the same time, it's it's weird for me. And, and I guess I'll have to get into it once we get into our station stuff later. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can... Actually, we were going to talk about both of these things, but which do we talk about first? Oh, man. Let's... I think uh, let's just do top 100 because if we if you <laughs> let me go do the other stuff, I think I might be talking about that for a little while. Sure. So let's do the, let's do top 100. Okie doke. Uh, right. So the top 100 songs of 2018, as we've done uh, the last couple of years prior, is based on listener ratings. And people ask the question like, you know, why isn't this in there, and why is there mostly this kind of content? Well. Obviously, you can't rate songs that we don't play on the radio station, and that means if we don't have the song, then it's not up for rating. So that automatically disqualifies, a, am sure, a bunch of good music that people like oh, yes. and stuff. Yes, um, yes. But with that said, in within the sort of purview of the radio station and what we play on that, uh, these are the things that people ended up choosing. We had a lot of material from uh, Shibion Records, Alstromeria Records, um, some stuff from Seraphit actually had a, a fairly consistent presence throughout, and some things from at least a couple things from Esquaria. One thing from Crow's Claw that was at number ninety-one. Uh, Demetori is on there. Iosis has a few things, so it's a really kind of a smattering of things: East New Sound and Mykaze and uh, Bobby Music and Frozen Star. Yeah, and all and stuff, it so. seems like it seems like the bigger circles got like shotgun blasted all over the all over this chart so it's they're everywhere yeah so um if yeah we mentioned it before but we're gonna talk about the results of this so uh if you're not prepared to hear this cover your ears now or yeah uh so historically the number one song for the last couple years has been bad apple that has been dethroned dethroned it is now number two with a yuhei satellite song sitting at number one. And the interesting thing wow. about this is, I think, in the video that we put up on YouTube, there is sort of a, like, for the top ten or whatever, there's, like, mentions of where these songs were previously in the lists of 2017 and 2016 and so forth. And this one shot up from, like, somewhere in the 20s rank all the way up to number one. Um, whereas Bad Apple went from one to two, their, the the Shibion Records song, uh, I think, basically almost came from nowhere. Although Shibion Records, to be fair, has been liked by the station generally for a long time. Um, and a lot of the other stuff in sort of the top 10 list has really just sort of shifted like a few spaces here and there. Uh, with some other things coming from elsewhere in the list or new on the list. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is just generally speaking kind of cool to see how uh, this stuff has been so consistent. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play the number one song for you later on in the show if we can squeeze it in. Bad Apple, I'm sure you're all familiar with and doesn't really need another introduction. 
So, but the question, okay, so but here's the question: yeah. Is it the original or is it the re-release they did a couple of years no, ago? No, it is. It is from well, so <clears throat> technically, Bad Apple was first released on the album Love Light. Okay. And the I don't like. Let's see. How do we? How do we? Because they re-released that how many times? Many. How do we then quantify the remasters, re-release, extended editions? Like, do we count it all because, as no, bad be, apple? Because we only play one of those on the station. And at this... Well, so not at this point in time, because when the when the library was refiltered, I put the version from Love Light on the station. Um, in, 20, in 2018 the version from a best of album was the one to choose from but it is still the same song it's not a refix or a re-release it is just a best of album it's, it's like xerans or xeran says or one of those two and it has like the title is slightly modified it doesn't say bad apple featuring nomiko i think it just says bad apple um with sort of the assumption that you know the track <laughs> right so yeah, so I mean that that is a minor nuance, but if the question is, you know, are there ratings being counted from two tracks? No, we only have one on the station in the rotation at any given time. So, I know, <laughs> I know, in previous years before we started doing this list, that may not have always been the case. Um, particularly, there was a there, there was an arrange of the first anniversary remix. Um, from the album Sacred Factor. It's an East New soundtrack. Uh, that one actually ended up getting on this list. That was number 58 this year. Um, and I almost put that one in the in the playlist tonight, but didn't. That one has been sort of consistent as well, but I also know that we've had more than one version of that song in the rotation at the same time in years past. Uh, these yes. days, um, that actually all gets taken care of during the filtering process. So what we end up doing is like I'll put in a bunch of the music and I'll, I'll filter or I won't filter um, I'll sort it by title so that a lot of that stuff ends up sitting next to each other that's also how I find like the vocal versions versus the instrumental versions of tracks it's really super easy to just put one circle into say foobar or whatever your your favorite media player of choice sort by title and then you've got they, they usually sit right next to each other. And if they're not, like, I've actually had it be where the, um... I discovered this in, I think, Tamo and Sen has a couple of tracks where this is true, where they have an instrumental version of the song and the vocal version of the song be called... Like, the track is called two completely different things. Yep. And that's really difficult to track down. So, but what ends up happening is I'll recognize, hey, wait a minute, I've heard this tune. Where have I heard it before? Um, there's actually, I think, some songs that cross circles um, in the case of Tama Onsen, because a lot of people who work with them are also part of, I think it's called Little Planet. Zara would be able to tell me exactly if I'm right or not. Um, and he, like, it's, <laughs> it's interesting, because we don't play Little Planet as a circle on the station, because they're mostly original tracks. But a lot of the people that work with that group also work with Tom Onsen, who do Toho arrange tracks, which of course we play on the station. So it's it's interesting. Um, so let's get, let's get through this list. Yeah, not... I uh, should also mention, like, 
Tamo and Senna, I don't think, is in this list at all, even though they have some really interesting stuff, because they were introduced fairly late in the year. So a lot of this stuff has just been like, it's been here throughout the year. Uh, I gotta go through like the whole list, but like the top 10, um, Yuhei Satellite has no less than four tracks in the top 10, which I think is, yeah. I, let's see, I looked at this the other day too, uh, to figure out that Yuhei Satellite has four tracks in the top 10 and beyond that, like from 11 to 99 or from 11 to 100, they have, I think more tracks in the top 10 or almost more tracks. No, and I think it actually is more tracks in the top 10 than they do in the rest of the top 100. I know, it's crazy. So, and it's... You guys love them. Uh, and yeah, apparently. Uh, especially, like, we played that track from, from Yuhei Satellite in the, the last music break here. And some people were like, wow, what is this? I haven't heard this in a while. Um, so, yeah, that's Yuhei Satellite. Senya's a, an excellent vocalist. Um, and a lot of people really like the music that they put out, so... Yeah, that's absolutely a thing. Um, we've got an Iosis uh, song in here. We've actually had, like, just sort of talking generally about this list, more stuff from Iosis than I was expecting. Um, in particular, uh, music that I would put on, like, the edge of meme music. I'm talking specifically yeah. about, like, the the um, Marissa Stole the Precious Thing, I think, is that one in here? It might be, if, if, if it's not, it's actually pretty close to the top 100. Um, but there's another one, I can't, what is it? Um, Alice Dara or something like that. It's from Iosis. Um, uh, uh, Artificial Children is another one that's on here, uh, which is another one that, like, maybe it's not me music, but they have like flash animations from. The yeah, day, like older days. Uh, so it's interesting to see that pop up in the top list for 2018. I was definitely not expecting that. Um, we have we do have a smattering of Shibian Records material throughout here. Um, a lot of the stuff that's in this list has shown up in at least one other list. Um, yeah. Prior to this, the uh, what was really interesting to see, like just lo just looking at it though, at this list, there's some like surprise circles that I've not seen. Yeah, like, like EFS, EFS being in being in the list. I've not seen them in a while. Frozen Starfall, like I've seen Bobby, but I've never seen Frozen Starfall. Yep, yep. Um, so that um, which which one is that, by the way? Uh, that one is uh, it's off Vibrant Dance Floor. Mm, okay, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, like so number, number 85. 85. I I couldn't find it, but I know it within the number. Um. <laughs> Another good one, uh, uh, five five six millimeter. Yep, they that, have, I, they have like exactly one song in there, and that's at Artie number twenty twenty eight too. Yeah, yeah. Artie sounds is another one, um, also known as uh, Dawei Zong, I think. Uh, o Life Japan. Yeah, and that one showed up on the station. Um, it was one of the last circles, I think, that our tribe recommended before he cut, sort of stopped participating. Uh, one ism ism track yes <laughs> yeah that's that's in there uh come back uh the album uh, track is called mental works that is number 70 uh from isna of course and isna uh, i guess we don't really have anything recent from ism ism i don't know if they publish anymore offhand but i know that 
Isna um, has tracks in other circles uh, more recently, so. Now, oh, and what is this one? Pen and Ginny? Jimmy? Uh, Ten and Gemini. Yeah, Ten and Gemini. I've not heard of them. Yeah, so I think we have like exactly one album from them or something like that, but. Um, they're in their high too. It's like, it's not like. It's 48. It's at the bottom. It's yeah. like 48. It's like mid pack. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, and we've played, I think we've played more of their material on the, the live shows here. Uh, it obviously must be in the rotation because that's how you would rate the song. But what's interesting is that enough people rated it for it to be where it is. And uh, one, one qualifier of any song that ends up on this list is that it must have at least a certain number of ratings. Out of 25,000 ratings over the entire set for the year, that ends up qualifying many different songs, like more songs than have been in past years. So I think overall, just this list in general, I feel pretty good about where things landed and how it was put together and stuff, so. One, only one Miko song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Zara would probably say this too, but they, there are certain circles that I definitely feel need more representation than than what we're on here. Like the same the same with the person who said, "Oh man, there's only one Crow's Claw song on here." Uh, so yeah, and I for, mean that's a, that's the same thing with me. But then again, I like I've listened to Demi Tori for so long; it's permeated, and I, I understand why. Because once you take Demi Tori and you pull Demi Tori out of the Toho, like you know circle and you show them to other people other people love demi tori surprisingly like, there's yes. a reason why demi tori is like the number one charted like toho uh music circle on clone hero right now because it's just so relatable it's so good it works well and i'm sitting here in the clone hero discords of pretty much every single one of the twitch streamers going but what about foreground eclipse what about Unlucky Morpheus? That's not their actual album they released last year. <laughs> like, it's me screaming so loud. I'm like, I understand Debbie Tori's is good, but come on, give these other guys chances. Yeah, and that is, like, what you are doing with that. Like, that is part of why I think this is so interesting, is that there is a ton of talent here. There really is just... Yeah, they like... and. <sighs> I'm not going to get into it because I'm waiting for we get to the station stuff because I do have something to say. All right. Yeah. It's so it's so it's just so like crazy to see this. All right. So top 10. Here, here are my thoughts. Yeah. The top 10. I saw this coming. Maybe not the Riverside track, but I definitely saw pretty much every track on here on here going up. Sure. The one, the one that really gets me though, and this is the one that really like kind of like blows my mind, is number forty-one, "Rotten Hell," by East New Sound, because that album, that song, came out the year, actually the same month as when I started TMR, and that song is still charting on the top one hundred. Yeah, it came out in twenty twelve from East New Sound, and it's and it was their second, their second go at a UNO and. <laughs> So it, it, it's still up there. Like that is, and, and I mean, you don't get me wrong. I'm, you and Owen is not a bad song. It's just that 
that song, that album is so old. Here we are in 2019 and we're still talking about an album in 2012. I mean, and I mean, that album's good. You could say the same thing about Bad Apple, honestly. (laughs) Well, yeah, you could say the same thing about Bad Apple, but I would consider Bad Apple like a meme at this point. Uh, like it's I wouldn't consider it like like it's got staying power because because it's so it's it's, it's it's popular for other reasons it got the kind of reach that most other music doesn't get so it has something of an unfair advantage in that way but at the same time people rated it the way they did and so it is where it is and that's just how it works yeah and um here's another one that was actually really interesting so the Demi Chori track, World's End, number 15. Mm-hmm. If I remember that one correctly, it is um, it is uh, a mix of Biakran's theme. Okay. And that is also the number one viewed Toho song on... Jason Paradise, which is a clone hero, Twitch streamers, uh, YouTube channel. Hmm. It's like his most popular Toho track. Okay. And he's only put up three, but that is like the most viewed and that is actually one of his favorite. <laughs> so I'm cool. wondering, and there's a lot of things that I'm trying to f- figure out. Like there is a lot of like correlation once you start taking, because I want to, one thing I want to try, and I think that's an experiment we as a radio station need to set up is like, we need to go somewhere devoid of anybody who's known Toho and just show them all this music and just be like, what would you think? So, um... And see how much it lines up with us. So, like, well, I mean, that'd be a cool experiment. Or experiment. Um, places that come to mind are, like, uh, places like PAX or MAGFest or something like that where it's not... Like Dragon the, Con. The theme of of quote unquote anime, uh, even though Toho's not an anime, is sort of far gone. Although of course there's a lot of people who know about it, and there's a lot of people who dress up in different characters still at these kinds of things. But it's um it's much more removed than any of the other conventions that we typically frequent. So I just this list is, and I mean this is a great list. I actually don't really. I don't really um, disagree with this list at all, except for maybe Tier Rain. Tier Rain definitely deserves to be higher. You know, that is a great I, track. I think Tier Rain, that's perhaps the first time that Tier Rain shown up on the top 100 list. What? Yeah. Because um, you might be right. Because I don't remember cause the number being on there the number of times that Seismics has had a hand in any track that's shown up on this list are very limited. Well, that's because he he put out the two Toho uh, albums, and then he done done a smattering of guest spots and guest production. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense because he's not like you, you know he's not like Alstomeria Records that just like you know sets off an album every year. He's through Sound that does two. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Masio Shimonoshima. <laughs> oh, that, here's a no, here's another one that's also really nice. Um, what is this one? Uh, Infinite Friendship, Shining Summer Remix, East New Sound, number 47. Another album off another uh, another track off another album that also came out roughly around the same time. Uh, Diana Aggression, which 
is really good. That is another East New Sound album that's really good. I think those are the two, the two albums I first picked up. Yeah, that one that one shows up fairly regularly. It's not like there's not a whole lot of stuff that's on this list from them really. Uh, East New Sound has a, a decent amount of material on this list and as a whole, but yeah. Um, interesting that you mentioned the World's End track from Demetory as well as Rotten Hell because they are our next two songs and they were yes. when I set the playlist I didn't even modify it at all so we'll let's hop into that right now so it's Demetory Synchronous. after that something from the album Blaze Out and this is Gensoki Radio Live number 77 
Team Soaky Radio Live number 77. I am here with Nano and DMJ. And we are on sort of the home stretch here. But we yeah. have more things to talk about. We have not yet exhausted our supply of topics or things to talk about. Um, Man, this is going more smooth than the WAN show, which they just gave up at the dock at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting thing. People complaining, yeah. Uh, you you put this title on the on the show, but you don't even talk about it. What's up with that? Yeah. And I myself, like when they started their other more news oriented channel, uh, was thinking, well, gee, what are they going to talk about on the WAN show? Because there's just going to be a ton of overlap at that point, which of course there is. So that's interesting. Um, but we're not here to talk about them we're here to talk about us because yep. there's some stuff that uh we've been working on behind the scenes as we mentioned a couple of breaks ago um the people behind the station work on a bunch of things and that's why people uh chip in to support and we really appreciate those people um so let's start with you dmj you're back in action project x is moving forward um so how are, how have things been i know that you've got internet back and things are sort of getting more stable but where are things with uh, your individual podcast project? Hardware limitations are completely eliminated. That is what my issue has been. It's been hardware limitations. Because I bought the big mixer, the big mixer does not come with an aux channel. So I have the small one, and the small one does. And I finally had to come to the conclusion that trying to force my mixer with no aux channel to gain an aux channel is like trying to convince gold to become silver. It just does not work. So I had to concede. And I set up the small mixer as my main mixer. And then my main mixer, my big mixer is going to become essentially what my, like if when I start Twitch streaming, it's going to be essentially what the Twitch stream runs off of when it comes to auxiliary power. Cause I'm planning on getting two computers for that. Oh. One to stream off of and one to actually game off of. Okay. Interesting. Which essentially a laptop would work for that. Yeah. But sure. the, the thing is the hardware limitations, if I remove them, uh, I essentially get a stereo aux channel, which has been the issue. I have an quote-unquote aux channel. It's a monitor channel, but monitor channels are only mono. Yep. So, to solve this issue, I had to go with this. And I didn't want this to be like... The problem is with a lot of podcasts, um, and you could do this, any podcast, go to any like homegrown podcast, like a good one. Last podcast on the left. If you go listen to that go to their early episodes those were recorded in mono because they had no idea what they were doing and then they when it came and when they would release it it would release it in stereo sound and it would sound terrible hmm. so like you have one channel acting as you know a stereo channel and it's not good so i want to make sure like whatever i put out is the best product i can and so eventually the plan is we're going to do a pilot episode. But before I do the pilot episode, I want to do kind of like a little test, a sound test and kind of like testing the waters okay. while also giving you guys some like news. So like my idea was to get Zara and Lunar to get down and we're literally going to do what I am calling the state of Toho music where we're going to sit down and we're going to go over, you know, from entry point let's say when we started 2012 2011-2012 all the way up to now what has changed what patterns have we seen um like a good example is looking at the list i barely see any new circles on there 
and I think that becomes an issue because the top 100 has always been the heavy hitters and i think like m maybe that's why are people liking the heavy hitters well, versus some of the newer people coming up you know so, may have that kind of discussion sure uh on that specific point i just like to point out that our newer material when we introduced new circles didn't happen until later in the year so all the other circles had a head start and i sincerely believe that in 2019 we will start to see circles that like you are mentioning here are not in the 2018 list but may be even more prominent than than some of these other bigger circles in 2019 but we will have to see and i, and I want to do like a lot of discussion i want to like maybe like no music just straight maybe two hours of just let you guys like just get all the information out and it would be like a primer kind of like a, a cap for what I'm going to do with my podcast, which is the reviews. Because my idea and way I see GR is that, especially now that I'm seeing the top the top 100 list as is, it's kind of like the our quote unquote billboards top 100. <laughs> sure. And I, and I mean, technically we're the only one doing this. And we could have like maybe a running billboard top 100. But like the only thing that facilitates a billboard top 100 is critics and people out there talking about the music getting you thinking about it have discussions about it and that's something i want to do so like the podcast would include like you know there would be a forum where i would post you know the the episode up maybe a little like write a small write-up and then be like what do you guys think and have you guys discussed like why what do you guys think about it and not like youtube comments where it like you know slowly devolves into memes <laughs> Because then, you know, watching the needle drop so much, I just realized he's, it's just memes down there. <laughs> I literally want it to be like a discussion. Why do you like this track? Why don't you like this track? Why is, why does this track appeal to these people, but not these people? Why did this group decide to change their sound? What has changed? What outside influences are they taking? You know, stuff like that. It's a little bit different. I really want this to be a lot more music based because I feel like. As much as we try to make this cup, this this little show here, the Kintsugi Radio Lives, you know, music based, we're not really that music based. No, historically, because a lot of the times we talk about Pokemon and Magic the Gathering, and you, you know, talk about it, Linus, but Linus Tech yeah. Tips. That's mostly you, but yeah, it's like Wayne's show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the live shows when they started out were much more music heavy. There was barely any talking. There were even some shows where, because there were issues with inputs and no one in the chat room or whatever at the time saying, hey, we can't hear you, um, there are entire shows where it's nothing but music, including the background music where I'm supposed to be saying stuff. Anyway, uh, we're, we're much more further along now than we were in those days. But... So to add to DMJ's podcast, which he's been talking about for probably oh, a good year at this point. Before, before I forget, it will be a download only. Like I'm going to make it like a download thing so that if you guys, you guys could listen to the station, whatever you want, you don't get it, you know, music interrupted by me. I want it to be something where you guys can like grab on, grab onto it, listen to it at your leisure when you need to. That, so. that DMJ, that is a podcast. This is a broadcast. People get this but definition. It becomes, like, you don't understand. A lot of people use call 
broadcasts podcasts nowadays. It seems like the streams have crossed. Right. So let me set that straight because I've said it before and I'll say it again. What you're listening to, if it's live on Gensoki Radio right now, is a broadcast. If you're listening to it on, I don't know, Mixcloud, our website, iTunes, some other, I don't know, like wherever you can find this, it's a podcast because we took the recording of it and we put it into a file, which is then a podcast. Like, But it's originally a broadcast. So what we're talking about here now are dedicated podcasts. DMJ's discussion is a podcast in the sense that he can record something ahead of time, take that, edit it, put it together, and you've got something that is much more put together. Uh, when we mm-hmm. convert, quote-unquote, these shows, these broadcasts into podcasts, they're not true podcasts, it's a recording of a broadcast. To me, a podcast is something where you sit down, you might even have a script that you read from, you might add in some sounds behind it, you might add in some music and post, stuff like that. Like You popularize it. You, It's a composition of sounds that you put together uh, you know, much how you would put uh, like edit a video together but just in audio form anyway and you listen to it on an iPod it doesn't have I mean that's where the term comes from but no one really listens to music on iPods anymore popularize it man hmm. so you know uh, before we get too long with this show because believe it or not we actually started on time this time and I don't want to really run over it that much and it's probably going to be five minutes or something but I've got a podcast project that I've been working on in lieu of DMJ sort of facing delays with his project um, so a new challenger approaches I've mentioned this to some of our supporters before but we are going to have a podcast uh, tentatively the name is Podcast Lunar this will focus on the experiences behind Gensoki Radio and some of our other projects. It's not Gensoki Radio exclusive, although we will be publishing it on Gensoki Radio as part of the podcast lineup. Um, and the show itself, or the podcast itself, will aim to tie separate elements together, like how perhaps I got from running a radio station to holding a job that paid a salary, for example. Um, not a whole lot of people really know that that's a thing, but that's a thing. Um, we're going to dive into some details behind events, uh, traveling around, etc. Uh, when we did the show in Hartford, Wisconsin with Komiji Records uh, and uh, Claire over there, we, like, there's a whole story there. Um, you know, the so, like, I had just a, a little preview for you here. Like, I had a bunch of hardware that I was transporting you know, from the Twin Cities area, driving five hours east to where Claire was. Uh, and then that was the night before because we had to set up for the show and then we did the show the next day. Um, like, there was a network cable that I forgot, which was kind of important because their Wi-Fi was kind of terrible and they didn't have a cable for that, but I was literally in the middle of the nowhere, basically, driving on an interstate. I'm like, okay, well, where am I going to find, like, a 50-foot network cable? So I call Claire... And we're and Claire's like, okay, I got you, fam. Um, so like 20 miles away, there's a Best Buy, and they might have what you're looking for. So knowing nowhere else to go to, I went to Best Buy, and maybe I found the thing, maybe I didn't, but we made it work in the end. And uh, you know, that's that. There's a story to be told there, and that's one of the stories that I'd like to tell. You know, there's also 
things, other things behind the scenes like Line 59 in Tokyo, or preparing for panels at events or panels that never happened. There are more than there's more than one panel that we like have planned or we're going to do, or even traveled to go do, but it ended up not happening for some reason. And so there again, like there's a story there. Um, there's the experience behind the booth setup, which we used to mention more often, like a couple years ago, but never happened. And okay. looking back on it, it's actually a kind of good that it didn't happen. And there's a reason for that. There's a story to but, be told there. But would you consider AB a booth? No. It's I, a, you're... it's no. I mean, a booth in the traditional sense where you can actually oh, sell things at it. Okay. We we have a table at Anime Boston. It's not a booth. Like, so anyway, so like, we don't we don't pay for that space. Funnily enough, we actually are compensated for our time somewhat in some way to do what we do. Uh, but th again, that's another story that we can tell on <laughs> on this program. So the idea is to tell like stories about experiences that are more focused and we dive more in depth than we can on this uh, show here. So what do you think, DMJ? Face value. I think it would be interesting. Um, definitely want to see what it goes with, especially when it comes to like maybe bringing in like some of the outside projects that you've been working on, like Project Spectrum and stuff like that. You know, sure. like the challenges that goes with that, like more, like your experience learning coding from nothing. Yeah, right. I mean, like web design from nothing. That is that is the one that blows my mind is just like there there is we a, went from yeah. raw to what we have now. There was a week in December of 2011 where uh, our tribe and I kind of sat down and he was like, you know, it would be cool if you did this. And then like three or four days later, I would come back to him and say, hey, I made the thing that you didn't think would ever be a thing, but it is. And that involved a bunch of like learning and research and stuff. Um, yeah, it, there, there is definitely more to be said there and it's pretty neat. Um, a couple more things before we wrap up with the show here, because we're a little bit over time at this point. We yep. do have an artwork search that is uh, that started last month. It is ending on February 19th. That's just a few days from now. So if you're interested in making some artwork for us, it has been a sort of tradition at Gonzalo Radio since 2012, where we print out cool artwork and we hand it out to folks to promote both the station as well as the artist. Uh, the artist is credited on the reverse side and they have the option of listing their name, their sites, if they have one, uh, Twitter account, stuff like that. Things that we're looking for with this year's handout, if you're listening live, or <laughs> it's really the only time this is going to be relevant, but we're looking for a design with the Japanese flair or style. It must include or incorporate a musical element. A lot of people use headphones, but we've had people like use guitars or trumpets or, or violins or something. Um, it has to include at least one Toho character. It should be fully illustrated with the background, and it should be horizontally oriented. Uh, 2135 by 1535 pixels. All of those details can be found on gensokiradio.net. It is one of the latest stories, so it should show up on the homepage if you're listening to this anytime uh, recent to when this show was broadcast. And then the last thing I want to get, and this is a little important because it involves some feedback from you guys. Uh, one way that you can support the station if you're not interested in doing the, the Patreon thing with Lunar Spotlight Media is you can grab a t-shirt or a mug. We have those up on our store page on conservatorio.net. Uh, but we also have got some feedback from other people, from uh, folks that are you know, more abroad or international 
who just don't want to pay the price of shipping because unfortunately, you know, shipping the, the price of a $16 shirt or whatever will cost us somewhere in the neighborhood of $10 just to ship it, uh, which is more than half of the value of the shirt itself. And it's even worse for the mug. So, you know, what are some of the things we can send to people? Um, stickers are one really simple, lightweight idea. Um, so we would like to put together, uh, just make those available. I'm planning on doing a three inch diameter uh, circle sticker of just the GR logo. And um, this isn't the final pricing for this, but I was thinking something like you can get three for three bucks, you get 10 for eight. Why you would want 10 stickers, I don't know, but like that's just a thing. Uh, that's kind of like the price, you know, the, the area we're kind of looking there. And, uh, Bro, and sticker since, bomb at everything. And since you could send those in envelopes, um, we might just flat out do free shipping for that stuff too, because that's, uh, that's fairly easy and straightforward to do. So yeah, um, three stick or a three inch diameter sticker would, um, just barely be a little big for like the back of my cell phone. For example, I have a galaxy S7 edge. Um, that's a place that I would put that. You remember when... Zach gave me that sticker and I stuck it on the back of my phone. I, mm -hmm. I only took that off like a few weeks ago oh. because I replaced the, <laughs> because I replaced the case on my phone because like after being everywhere, like it, it skidded down like um, the rail of a of a set of stairs in Japan and like it was all scratched up on the back and stuff and kind of falling apart. Uh, my new case is semi transparent, so I just wanted to I just I just thought of this, yeah, what's and up? I don't know if I, I want to say this on here, but I think I will because I think this is a really cool idea. So you, we did, we did the, the the logo redesign where it's a circle, and I was thinking like I see a lot of uh, Twitch streamers actually do the low tier option. It's not only just stickers or pins, but also pop sockets. I don't know what that is. That's the thing that you stick on the back of your phone, oh, and like it the, pops out. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I actually hear those are relatively cheap. Uh, yeah. Uh, and probably, probably entirely possible to customize too. I don't know. Maybe, yep. What do you guys think out there? Um, I, I mean, I think I know my brother uses one, but I don't. So, what? What? what, what <laughs> tell us what you think. Uh, if you're interested in that, uh, maybe we'll see if there's enough interest. Um, other ideas, perhaps pins. Although pins are a little more we, difficult to ship, they do need a little. But bit we've of done them before. Uh, pins. I have one sitting right here. Yes, but we have... I have several. We have never shipped them out as a store item. They've always been oh. free giveaways. Oh, all right, yeah. So, yeah, like, similar to the handouts. Like, the handouts aren't free to us. Like, we spend more than $100 on handouts every year. Um, the the buttons also, like, we've probably spent, you know, around the same amount. Um, and just as, just like... Free, here you go. Remember us uh, by this thing. So yeah, um, that's that's pretty much all I've got. Tell us what you think in Discord on discord.gg/gr, uh, or yeah, you can follow Gensoki Radio on on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. On oh, I guess that's one other thing. Um, we're still looking for editors for Facebook. So if you're interested in that, um, come talk to me in Discord, and we'll hook you up with an application. I think I should probably repost that on say Twitter and Discord again, but uh, yeah, we're looking for people to just uh, help us fill out material on our fan page. It's supposed to be a fan page, although last year I ended up writing about 95% of all the articles that we posted. So yeah, um, I, we just want more fans to be writing the material and not uh, staff. That's kind of the goal there. 
last thoughts before we wrap up this decidedly uh, overrun show because we are over time. Um, oh, what could be? Nothing much. Um, definitely go check out check out um, check out all of the the stuff on the site. Uh, didn't we recently just do another redesign too? Um, like another back end? Not really. No. Uh, I thought we there, I thought we had a recent back end thing. There are. Uh, some of the articles on this on the website are updated, and that was uh, we, we had a whole bunch of people in Discord contribute to um, updating album art, which is really cool. I think we had yes, we ended up updating. God, gosh, it must have been close to a hundred or something. It was just so much material to go through. Crowd, a crowdsourcing album <laughs> album art it's retrieval true. is so much if, better. If there's ever everyone. well, I mean, it still means I get to spend like five or six hours doing it, but. Uh, yeah, but it streams lines it down from like what ten to fifteen. Uh, maybe something like that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to Consecutive Live Number Seventy Seven, everyone. We will be back here in Live Number Seventy Eight in March, and we'll uh, talk about things that are uh, coming up. Coming up, yeah. So we'll talk to you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.